Hello to all my beautiful listeners out there. Welcome to Give Mike a Mic Reloaded. Thanks for continuing to support us and listen to us. We haven't scared you off just yet. On this episode, I sit down and talk with Joshua Davis from the Florida Fun Podcast. And you might be thinking, what's Florida Fun Podcast? Well, I'll tell you. Well, actually, I won't tell you. But Josh will tell you on this episode. And we sit down and discuss uh, things in Florida to do, not just the theme parks. This is not a... Um, a Disney Universal focused thing, but we wanted to talk about what his podcast is all about, what we can do in Florida. So it's a very interesting uh, look at Florida from outside of the the tourist point of view. So make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode where Josh will give you his hot podcast information, where to follow him on Twitter, um, and of course on social media. You can also follow Give Mike a Mic Reloaded. We're on all social media platforms: Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Twitter at Give Mike a Mike. If you're following us, of course, on Anchor FM, make sure that you also leave us some voice messages. Let us know how we're doing. Also, you can follow us on Spotify. Make sure that you're subscribed to us to get all the recent episodes once they release. Apple Podcasts, make sure you're subscribed to us there. And also leave us a five star rating because I am a five star man. So, as always, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. And we'll see you on the other side. Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Mike a Mic Reloaded. I am your host with the most, Michael Vivaldi, and I'm here with a very special guest. Joining me today from Florida Fun Podcast is my dear friend, Joshua Davis. Hey, what's up, man? How we doing? We're doing good, man. Myself and Josh, we used to work together at SeaWorld, and Josh, I just want you guys to tell the world about yourself. Like, What is it that Josh is all about? But more specifically, what is Florida Fun Podcast? Uh, those were very good questions. For me, I've, I've lived in Central Florida for most of my life. I live in North Florida right now. Um, I work for Disney and SeaWorld. Like, that's where I met you guys. That's where I met a bunch of other of our uh, mutual friends that we have. But I've done everything from uh, working at the front desk at a hotel to uh, the last job I had before my, before my kids were born. I was an aquarium diver in the aquarium department, and I was in the water with sharks about two to three times a week. And uh, we dove with the manatees and did lots of stuff. So that's, you know, lots of great memories for working at SeaWorld. Lots of great memories for being in Central Florida. Um, I'm a dad that takes up a lot of my time. I'm a dad and a husband. Florida Fun Podcast is my baby. That's the one that I am the administrator, the chief, the captain, the, the chief engineer of the Florida Fun Podcast. Um, so it's all about the hidden off-road little treasures that you find in Florida, all those things that make Florida fun, all those things that make Florida unique. I know you hear all the stories about Florida man, you know, Florida man fell. We know Florida man. Trying to rob a gas station with an alligator. You know what I mean? So that's, we have a bad reputation. Are Uh, you out there trying to find Florida man or you're trying to, (laughs) trying to uh, debunk Florida man? You're trying to make a different (laughs) reputation for Florida than just Florida. Yes. I'm I'm trying to give Florida a better reputation than Florida man. That is not what I'm looking for. Um, but it's going to be the off-road things, um, the, the hard-to-get-to places sometimes, uh, St. Augustine. Um, we just spent the weekend in Gainesville, and that was fun. Um, springs, rivers, creeks, uh, restaurants, theme parks. I mean, I'm going to hit the theme parks as well, but we're going to do all those kind of uh, back roads kind of places, restaurants and coffee shops and um, the fun things you can do with your family and your kids. My kids are on the podcast all the time. Uh, so if you have a family, you have some kids, you want to listen to a kid's perspective of things, that's certainly a way to 
to help out. Yeah, if you have kids, I hope you're not listening to this podcast because this is a filthy podcast that I'm on. Uh, but we, we do have some wholesome <laughs> content here and there. So uh, Florida Fun Podcast, you're not really focusing then on a lot of the main theme parks. Because when people think about Florida, they think about, you know, Universal, about Disney. And I have a lot of friends that just, you know, they make fun of me because they're like, oh, you're just there for Disney or whatever. Like I, there are things, like you said, off the beaten path that I personally haven't discovered yet what is one of your favorite uh spots to visit maybe you would suggest to somebody going to florida who doesn't want to do the theme parks you know we spent the weekend in gainesville and it was my daughter's ninth birthday and she wanted to go and she wanted to swim in a spring and she's never done that in nine years of her life and it started to realize you know that's the real florida being away from the theme parks being away from the highways being away from the big cities um, we went to a place called Gilchrist Springs, which is in Highland, uh, High Springs, Florida, which is just a little northwest of Gainesville. And it was beautiful. It was serene. It was peaceful. Um, it was a beautiful blue spring. The water was ice cold. And uh, I thought that was the real Florida. That's really what people should come here to see our parks, uh, the nature, the wildlife, uh, beaches, um, lots of ways that you can kind of get away. But I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, people do come to Florida and they do visit the theme parks. They do go to SeaWorld. They do go to Universal. They do go to Disney. Um, but, you know, we're, my podcast is going to look at those. You know, yeah, we're going to hit those things, but that's not primarily what we're going to hit. We're going to hit those things people kind of have to look for a little bit. Awesome. Now, are you originally from Florida? I am. Yeah, born and raised. Born in and raised. Orlando and Central Florida? Where, where at? I was born in St. Pete and uh, raised in Jacksonville, but I've lived all over the state. I've lived in uh, Gainesville. I worked for the sheriff's office in Gainesville for a little while. I lived in Orlando, Kissimmee. Um, I lived in Sebring, uh, Avon Park area, um, and of course, Jacksonville, and uh, just pretty much all over the state. So what's like your earliest memory you could think of of like going to a place, a theme park, or maybe one of these off the beaten paths that you remember like being in awe of? My parents, when I was very young, have an old you know, weathered looking photo of my brother and I standing in the Magic Kingdom. And I remember that trip. I remember looking up at my dad. My, my dad's a tall guy. I'm about 6'2". My dad's about the same height, about six foot six two. I remember looking up at him and holding his big hand and watching the fireworks at night and looking down Main Street and looking at the fireworks over Cinderella Castle. And I remember everything being so big, so far to walk from point A to point B. And then fast forward, you know, 35, 40 years later and go there with my wife and everything seems so much smaller. You know, yeah. you, you look back and go, God, did, what happened? Why was everything so big before and everything seems so small now? But, and a lot of people don't know that I'm a Floridian. Like they think I'm from out of, out of state or they, they're like, you don't match the Florida thing. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Well, I kind of know what that means. I know like they expect to see me with like my shirt off and getting arrested for uh, <laughs> taking shrooms in a 7-Eleven or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so I think people expect that, that side of me, but I'm a Floridian. And I remember my earliest memory too was something I was with my brother and sister at the time and they were really small. And I remember when uh, Mickey and Minnie, they used to have their house. I don't know if they still have their houses there where you could go in and meet them. But I remember Mickey had uh, like his own dressing room and like you go in there and he's like getting ready, I guess, for a parade, I guess. And you go in there and take pictures. And I remember it being like this magical experience. Like, ooh, I feel like I'm behind the scenes. Like, So I think we kind of all as Floridians kind of have those early memories, you know? And then I don't know what it is that keeps us going back. Like, what would you say for you is like your uh, motivation for like still visiting the theme parks, you know, at, at an adult age? People, I mean, get a lot of shit for like 
being 30 and 40 or in their oh, yeah. 20s and still going to the theme parks you know like i have people like oh my god you're so obsessed with it but i'm not i'm really not i'm not obsessed i can I quit mean, anytime I, exactly, I, can walk away. Exactly. I, I just don't want to right now i, can walk I just away. don't want to yeah so what would you say is like your main motivation like at adult age outside of like having kids what is it that brings you back i think that's all part of it right now in my life like i said i'm a father and i have two kids of my own um, both of my kids just both recently had their birthdays one's seven now one's nine now so they're kind of past that toddler diapers stroller age and they can kind of be involved in the theme park decisions um and i like watching it I, we, we took a trip in the last several years with my son for father's day weekend so my son and my daughter and my wife and myself we all went down to disney and we hung out for the about three days and as we're walking through epcot my wife and i had been there over and over and over and over and over we know which way to turn to get to england we know which way to turn to get to you know to find the salted uh pecans we know which way to find uh during your imagination we know which way the living seas and we both stopped and went wait a minute he's never been here before and at that moment you go holy cow he has never been here before what's you know we had to slow down yeah. and wait for him to experience everything for the first time and i think the motivation is seeing things through my kids eyes and you know that might be a little too wholesome for your podcast i apologize Aww, um but that's cute but, <laughs> but but you don't realize how much you love those little people until you actually have some of your own and you yeah. want to see them experience things. You want them to enjoy things that you enjoy. And so I still go back. I still think about fun things that I can share with my kids. And, you know, I want to go there and I want to show them, you know, Hey, this is a cool ride because, or this is a great place to see the fireworks because, and I want them to enjoy the things that I enjoy. Just last year, I went to Shanghai Disney. That was in November. I did that for my birthday and all that before all the coronavirus stuff was going on. When I first started flying as well, I went to Tokyo probably a year year one or two for me it wasn't a thing of like disney i don't like dress up that much i don't do like the crazy cosplay stuff i'll put ears on once in a while but normally they're like iron man or captain america because i'm a big marvel comic book yeah that's dude. cool that's cool but outside of that like i would go to these places to see the advancements of like technology and to see what was different between of course here in florida i've gone to the disney parks here all the time i go to i've, I've gone to um disneyland california maybe two or three times and then i went to tokyo disney and shanghai and just a difference in like technology and just oh, especially tokyo they had a ride i think it was called simbad's adventure or something like that and it was about simbad the pirate and it was kind of like small world but i remember going with my girlfriend at the time and saying are those real children do they have like no child protection labor laws here that and they were they weren't real children but the way that they move so fluidly they were they looked real See, that's cool it was it that's was insane cool. so like things like that i i notice and i take take note of especially when i went to shanghai and i did the tron coaster out there like that was mind-blowing and i can't wait till it opens here but just to see these different advancements in technology. And I know a lot of people have this stigma of like, don't change stuff. Don't, uh, it's a classic ride, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean is classic. You know, I get it. The nostalgia is there, but how do you feel about different theme parks and stuff like that changing and going forward and some of these older rides that as, as a child, I think you, you can get into it, but even as a child now, and you're always on an iPad and always on that's ancient technology, you go to Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, what is that? Like, it, and as a child, you're like, I want to go see something else. I want to go see, you know, the star Wars, the new advanced stuff, you know, like what do you, uh, what's yeah. your opinion on the changes that are you know happening or are you opposed to it? I, I think it has to, I, I think to keep up with the competition, Disney and, you know, uh, Universal Studios, not SeaWorld so much because a lot of their stuff is really based around animals, but they've really had some technologically based advancements. Yeah. Um, Turtle Trek has come in there. 
Um, there's been, uh, you know, Kraken has kind of been remade with, with VR glasses where you can ride on Kraken and, and you can see through the VR that you're in kind of an underwater submarine chase kind of a thing. Um, but I think you have to. I think, you know, old rides like Mr. Toad, which will always be, um, have a special place in my heart because that was one of the first rides yeah. I went on. Uh, the original Haunted Mansion, the original Hall of Presidents, you know, that kind of thing. It, it needs to be updated. It needs to be changed because, the, like you said, the modern kids that are going out there, they're riding these rides. They don't. They have no clue what these references are, yeah. and so it doesn't mean as much to them. For me, I've seen, you know, the adventures of Ichabod Crane and uh, the Apple Dumpling Gang and, you know, um, uh, you know, all the old Don Knotts movies and, you know, all the old stuff that where, where we started from 20,000 leagues under the sea yeah. and, you know, Kirk Douglas in 20,000 leagues under the sea. My kids don't even know who that is. And I think, you know, you have to keep updating and you have to keep up with the technology, you know, digital ride technology, um, faster coasters, uh, the Tron cycles over in Tokyo, Disney, the, the changes from the tower of terror into the new, um, uh, the new version that it's going to have here in, in um, Hollywood Studios here in Florida. So I, I think you have to do that. You have to keep that guest coming in or else, you know, you advance or you get left in the dirt. And, and I don't think Disney and, and especially Universal and Disney aren't willing to do that. They're going to do whatever they need to do. So if it means yanking on an old ride and replacing it with something brand new and finding a way to update it, make it faster, better, not just a coat of paint on the same building. And I kind of think maybe Dinosaur going from CTX, which is the old countdown to extinction, didn't really change much. That was kind of one of the first rides my wife took me on. And it was awesome. It was thrilling. It was great. It was fantastic. But I mean, if you go in there right now, yes, there's the reference to Aladar, the big, you know, Allosaurus. But there's not really much that connects you to the movie. It still is countdown to extinction. You still have to kind of go to the same thing. It felt very half-hearted you know what I mean? like we're just yeah. going to put a, a coat of paint on a building and then put a new sign up and go hey look brand new management kind of like these you know rundown ghetto motels on the side of the road that are like under new management it's still a shithole i mean yeah, we're not yeah. let's, let's not lie to each other you know it, it just has a different manager inside there and disney would never do that they would they're going to say well look let's knock the whole building down let's take this whole section of the park and redo it like the new star wars land mm-hmm. like the toy story area in the hollywood studios it looks a thousand times different than it did just two years ago yeah and i think that's for the best i think kids today know who ray is and finn and poe dameron and they know who woody and buzz and they know all the toy story characters from the toy story three and four movies and you know so that makes sense to them that's something that hey mom i want to go to hollywood studios and i want to see buzz i want to go on this the you know the slinky coaster i want to go ride you know the smugglers run because i saw you know, Rise of the Resistance, whatever it is. Now, those are movies that are out now. You know, if you had one that had a big uh, Jawa character with a bunch of Jawas in it, that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to them because that's from the original Star Wars in 1977. Obviously, you know, most of these kids aren't even alive then, so. One of the recent things that Disney has announced was uh, rebranding, I guess, Splash Mountain because of its problematic themes and stuff like that, which I kind of always felt like it was problematic from from the get go. I'm like, yeah, this is not whatever. And I've I've gone on it, you know, within the past few months, uh, before the the quarantine and all that stuff. And I remember still thinking like it, it's problematic, but at the same time, even the the animatronics are not all there anymore. You know, back when it opened, back in like whenever oh, yeah, it was sure. early '90s, it was it was great. You know, and then it was a it's a long ride. You know, it's it's a more about the story than anything else, but. 
you could tell like it needs it needs work a lot of times they're they're going through uh, maintenance even the animatronics are just old and antiquated but how do you feel about the response that it's getting or you know are you on the train for for change as far as that ride is concerned are you kind of like in the middle like what what do you feel absolutely i i think splash mountain is definitely one of those rides it's just it's been there for a very long time. I fully agree with you. Every time you ride, there's at least one character or one animatron that, that wasn't working. Yeah. Um, you know, something that there'd be a glitch somewhere. One of the boats would kind of go left and right and left would be stuck in the up position and it wouldn't go. It would be just kind of there. And, you know, sorry, folks, we're kind of under maintenance right now. And, you know, do the best you can. And I think when you get to that point, it's time, you know, the ride is telling you I'm dead. Yeah. Please. <laughs> But I also, I also fully agree, you know what I mean? For us to be a, a better country, we have to have better race relations. We have to be able to have the lines uh, from white folks, black folks, Latin folks, Spanish folks, you know, whatever, all immigrants, native-born Americans, whatever. We, we all have to be able to have one common theme, and especially somewhere with Disney, where everyone's welcome, everyone's accepted. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter if you're gay, doesn't matter if you're black, white, you know, straight, married, kids, single, whatever. Everyone's welcome there. Um, and I think that was one thing that Walt always wanted was inclusion, right? He wanted everyone to be included. And I think, you know, maybe back in 1963, you know, maybe it was walking a thin line to have something like Splash Mountain and the themes that it had. Um, but I definitely think right now it's just, you know, this isn't, it's not acceptable anymore. And, and I think, you know, what a better thing to say, okay, well, the ride was old and broken and busted anyway. And, you know, the theming is bad and it's offensive to people. So let's just start all over again. I think The Princess and the Frog is a great movie. Um, I've always loved it. I've always thought it was a fantastic movie. And I think for us to replace, or for the Disney Imagineers to, to re-theme it and to replace it, I think they need to do a lot of work because right now it's very Splash Mountain. It's very Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox and the chase and going through the Briar. I think it's going to take a lot of gutting out to kind of redo it. But I think that's a perfect thing. I mean, you know, well, there's water around New Orleans. Um, you know, you've got riverboats. Um, and The Princess and the Frog is a fantastic movie. It's very uplifting. It's very positive. And, and I think it's, you know, something that I've watched with my kids and my wife. And, and we love it. And I, and I definitely think it's going to be a great theming to, to kind of change over from what was in the old past, antiquated, broken down into something that's brand new that, you know, kids from today will understand. They'll love and they'll want to go see. I kind of find it funny that even these, these, a lot of the past, because I'm part of these past holder groups and a lot of them are in an uproar over uh, political it is now and the Black Lives Matter thing, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, like they're okay with everything else that's happening. I'm like, you guys realize like there's gay days and there's all these other <laughs> events that are happening. Mm -hmm. Halloween, uh, not so scary Halloween, but it's still Halloween, which is probably offensive to um, the church you're going to or whatnot. You know, like there's a lot of things that, are questionable and it's very funny to see that they just kind of like focus in and hone in on this one issue that's happening you know it's like okay well i'm okay with everything else but this black Lives matter thing and this how how dare they change splash mountain and it's not racist at all you know it's it's funny that you said that whole thing about inclusion because i think it's very important as far as the ideals and values that uh, walt disney when he opened the park wanted to instill where everybody can come in every single person no matter what walk of life you're in, you know, wanted to bring people in there. And, and I definitely think that's part of it. I think that, you know, people, we as people tend to hone in on the one part of the argument that offends us, you know, that one part, hey, I'm okay with everyone else being offended, but you know, that one part, that offends me. So now I'm all mad about it. 
I, you know, I don't, I don't know how people feel. I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a sci-fi fan. And, and I look at the Star Trek universe and there's this utopian society, right? There's no war. There's no famine. There's no money. There's no politics. There's nothing. It's very, I don't want to say communist, but very utopian. If I'm a doctor and you're sick, I, you come and treat, I come and treat you and that's it. If you're uh, into construction and I need a house built or a machine built or something like that and you're able to do it, then you just do it. That's just it. But, but I think the big thing is that, you know, uh, having, you know, um, older folks, younger folks, black folks, white folks, gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans, whatever, everyone kind of in the same place, it, it kind of leans itself towards that utopian society. It leans us towards everyone being included and all the inclusivity that we're trying so hard to have and have everyone accepted and have everyone belong. And I think that's kind of what Walt really wanted. And, and you know, it's hard to be in a place like Disney or SeaWorld or Universal and not feel that. You don't feel that you know black folks don't fit in or older folks don't fit in or gay folks don't fit in it feels like you know hey whoever you are you bring your thing and we're just going to be here we're all going to hang out we're all going to sit and watch spectrum magic we're all going to sit and have some cotton candy and popcorn and watch the fireworks there's no this is only for this group or this is only for that group i think everyone is is able to be accepted last question here for you as far as everything that's happening now nowadays with the uh, quarantine with the coronavirus and things being so limited, you know, theme parks limiting their access and the, the, the spatial, the social distancing and all that stuff. What type of places would you consider or like um, advise people to go to and enjoy their time most now? That's a really good question. We've had some good experiences and we've had some experiences that as far as the coronavirus goes and the continuation, you know, we in the state of Florida, we have some of the highest numbers in the world. If the state of Florida was a, a competitor with other countries, it would be up in the top five or six. So it's very, very hard. We're spreading the coronavirus like crazy here. Um, I would say places that have done a very good job. Um, here in Jacksonville, the Museum of Science and History in downtown Jacksonville did a fantastic job of making me and my family feel safe. Um, you had to make a reservation. Yeah. You're only there for a period of two hours. Everyone had to wear a mask. A lot of the stuff that you would touch was either turned off or covered. Um, there were, you know, there was a one-way directional through the, the museum itself. Um, everything that you saw was kind of stand back and read or look at. There wasn't a lot of interaction. If there were things that you interacted with, it was kind of neat. They gave you a stylus and you oh. used the stylus to touch touch screens instead of using oh, your finger, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. which was very cool. So at the end of the day, all you did is drop the stylus in a bucket. They sanitize the stylus. Next guest comes in, they take the stylus and they go. Being in Gainesville, the Florida Museum of Natural History in Gainesville, attached to University of Florida right there on Hull Road. They did a fantastic job as well. They give you a little lecture when you come in. Hey guys, you know, make sure you wear your mask. Make sure the one way the one way path all the way through. Um, there's really big markers on the floor that show you which way to go. Um, as you walk through the butterfly area, there's a big open air butterfly uh, aviary basically, and uh, it's kind of neat. You can come through. They have spacing available where you don't get too close to another family. We didn't feel uncomfortable at all in that place. They did a fantastic job there. Dave and Buster's. I hate to say it. I love you, Dave and Buster's. Um, but the Dave and Buster's here in Jacksonville did not do a very good job. There's just no way. I in. feel like there's no way to avoid that when you're playing video games no. too. Like this. Yeah. And there was no one wiping the games down. There was no one spraying sanitizer. That, you know, you had to make a two-hour reservation. You could come in and stay there as long as you wanted. Wow. Uh, you could eat at the restaurant. You could be there as long as you wanted. Uh, a lot of people didn't have masks on, um, so it, they didn't really do a very good job there. Um, the, the, the spring that we went to, surprisingly enough, did a great job. Um, the, the people at the gate, when you checked in, they had masks on. Uh, you paid with cash. You put it in a box and drove off. So they never even touched the cash that you had. As the day wore on, 
it started to get more and more crowded. And it's hard because you can't wear a mask and be in the water at the same time. We kind of stayed until we felt uncomfortable and then we left, but uh, it was nice to be outside. I think anywhere that you're outside, parks, going for walks, um, springs, lakes, pools, um, our hotel, uh, if I can, uh, the, the Drury in Gainesville, uh, there was social distancing at the pool. Um, there was a one-way trip through the little nighttime buffet thing that they had there in the lobby. Um, they did a fantastic job. So, I mean, there are definitely places out there. You just have to look for them. And if you have a question, I would say always call ahead or check out their website or, or just ask, you know, hey, how are you guys handling the coronavirus? And is there something I can do to, to feel safe? And if you feel, don't feel safe, just like us, then leave. Don't stay yeah. there. Don't, you know, don't, don't take a chance. Yeah, you kind of got to take personal responsibility, keeping yourself and your family safe and those around you. Just wear a mask. That's all we ask. I heard that museums right now are having a rough time. There's going to be some closures and stuff like that because people aren't necessarily visiting them as much as they were before. And I personally love to go to art museums, any type of museum, science museum, any, any museum, especially like if I'm on a layover, I'll find out like what the closest museum is and just spend like half a day there. So I think it's important, especially that Josh has kind of said it too, and endorse these museums. They're taking the precautions. They're trying to keep everybody safe. So just go out and still support these places that are still trying to stay afloat, uh, whether it's your, you know, local restaurant and try to support these businesses as much as you can because you know you never know when when they can go under and i think museums are definitely an important part of our history and making sure that we're um, conserving a lot of the stuff that have influenced the world around us absolutely absolutely yeah i fully agree all right well josh thanks for being on the show i appreciate you uh, taking some time out and talking with me and sharing with the group Uh, for those of us that want to know more about you or listen to this florida fun podcast like you said uh, where can we find you? Where can we uh, follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at FloridaFun6 on Twitter. You can always catch me. My podcast is going to be released and uh, distributed through Anchor, anchor.fm forward slash The Real Florida Fun and uh, Florida Fun Podcast on Instagram as well. So you feel free to drop me a message there. But I distribute about uh, maybe once every other week, something like that. But okay. I'll, I'll uh, looking forward to it. Excellent. Well, Josh, thanks once again for being here. Thanks, brother. Be cool. All right, man.